This is Come and See from St. Andrew's Anglican Church for June 8th, 2014. The Gospel is taken from the book of John, chapter 20, verses 19 through 23. The message is by Father Ron Baird. Today is Pentecost. Pentecost means the 50th day. Fancy name, huh? And uh, Pentecost isn't a uniquely Christian um, celebration. It actually has roots much deeper than that. It's actually a Jewish festival. Um, Pentecost was the day when the Jews would gather together to celebrate the giving of the law to Moses on Mount Sinai. And so they would always gather to celebrate the giving of the law because they didn't see the law as something that was bad or you know something restrictive they saw it as something that made them a holy people that set them apart from the other nations that made them god's people and so for them the giving of the law was a great gift um, that was caused to be celebrated you can read that in some of the psalms um, it talks about uh, walking in god's ways as being a gift from god and so people would come from all over the Mediterranean world. You know, Jews would come to Jerusalem just like they did at Passover, and it was 50 days after Passover was the festival. That was the day where the disciples were on that time. It's also, in more modern times, the tradition has sprung up that, that says that um, David, King David, was born on Pentecost and died on Pentecost. Um, I have no idea whether or not that's true, but they like to celebrate it that way. So the disciples are gathered in the upper room. And if you remember, that's where they were right after Jesus was crucified. Um, they're hiding out for fear that the same thing will happen to them, which at this point is a little odd because, you know, if you think about it, Jesus had appeared to them for 40 days, teaching them everything and the scriptures concerning himself so that they would understand um, what exactly it was that had happened. And then they'd even gone with him to Mount Scopus and watched him ascend into heaven to be seated at the right hand of the Father. And so the 10 days between the Ascension and Pentecost, though, they're still in the upper room waiting because Jesus said, the Holy Spirit will come among you. I will not leave you comfortless, but will send you a comforter, a guide who will lead you into all truth. And so they're waiting, waiting for the Holy Spirit, still afraid, still don't know what to do. You know, they have lost their leader. Uh, Peter is now the, the rock on which the church will be built, um, which probably caused great skepticism among many of the disciples, given he tended to blunder into an awful lot of things. And so here they are, just waiting. And it says that the room was shut. All the windows boarded up. The room was locked. No one could get in. No one could see in for fear of the Jews. And so as they're in there, suddenly it says a mighty wind comes rushing through the room, even though the, the windows are shut. And then it says that um, the Holy Spirit descended upon them like tongues of fire. And you can kind of see that here where it's a, the tongues of fire, where it has two parts. You all ever notice the bishop's hat, the miter, you know, the tall pointy hat he wears? That's actually a symbol of the tongues of fire. Sometimes they have two points on them with a, uh, where they're cloven in two. Um, but that's why the bishop wears that silly looking hat all the time. It's because it's supposed to be a symbol of the gift of the Holy Spirit to the apostles, um, who the, the bishop is the um, heir to the apostles. And so... It's also why we wear red, because red is the symbol of fire. And so it's time to remember that the Holy Spirit descended upon them um, with tongues of fire. Now, what's interesting about that is, do you remember another time in Scripture when the Holy Spirit descended? Yeah, when Jesus was baptized. 
the Holy Spirit descended from heaven like a dove, you know, plummeting straight down on him. And so we begin to see the, the change that is coming about. There are really two primary changes that the church um, does with this feast of Pentecost that's different than what the Jews had. For, for the Christian church, it doesn't do away with the celebration of the giving of the law, but it adds to it. It begins to see that there's much, much more to this Feast of Pentecost than just the giving of the law. First of all um, is what goes on there. They go out into the street after they've received the Holy Spirit, and suddenly they're preaching to everybody, and they're so excited and enthusiastic that you know the people go, oh, they're filled with new wine. Now, why do you think they said new wine? Why not just filled with wine? Anybody remember MD 2020? We used to call it Mad Dog 2020. But, oh. It's because new wine is cheap. <laughs> and you can get it, a lot of it, cheap. It's a cheap drunk. And so what they're saying basically is that, because they obviously weren't rich, so they weren't buying the $1,000 bottles, you know, um, that they're drunk on new wine. You know, they're they have no class at all. I guess if they'd been drunk on the $1,000 bottles of wine, it would have been okay. But I particularly love Peter's explanation for this. He says, they're not drunk like you think they are. It's only 9 o'clock in the morning. And he thought that sounded rational. Um, I think times must have changed a lot from then. So here they are, but they're proclaiming this word. And, and what happens, though, is that they're speaking it in Aramaic. But that's not what the people hear it in. What they're hearing it in is in their own languages, be it Egyptian or Persian, um, be it um, Greek or Latin. You know, whatever language is their native language, even though the disciples are pre preaching in Aramaic, which is their native language, what they're hearing it in is their own language. And that tells us something about the kingdom of God. One is that, anybody ever see Star Trek? On Star Trek, there's a universal translator. So that it doesn't really matter what language any species that you run into speaks, you understand it in your own language and they understand you in their language. So it tells us that the Holy Spirit was the original universal translator. Um, but it also tells us that something has changed. Because if you remember, one of the consequences of the fall was that everybody was speaking the same language and then suddenly they couldn't speak the same language anymore. Anybody remember that story? Tower of Babel, yeah. They were wanting to build a tower so that they could reach God I think that's sort of what got Adam and Eve in trouble in the garden. They still seem to give up on it. So God fixed it by, by making it to where they couldn't understand one another anymore. Now that's being reversed. It's a sign of the breaking in of the kingdom of God because now the Tower of Babel is being reversed. And even though people are speaking in different languages, people can understand it in their own language. And so it's, it's the, one of the first fruits of the kingdom. You know, it's not a permanent thing as 